I'm Tommy Gimler. I'd like to think that nobody celebrates uh, futility uh, as much as Carlos Gomez does. But we here at the Daily Upper Decker would like to think that we're a close second. That means we've got six hours of Buffalo Bills coverage coming right up. And I'm Derry Dudak. You know, Tommy, the Chicago White Sox are just pig shit awful. But you know who's not? Your Milwaukee Brewers. And with the MLB postseason just a sea hair away from commencing, we're going to take a closer look at who's got the best shot at winning the whole fucking thing, as well as some of baseball's most prestigious individual awards. Fresh Brothers Pizza. The Daily of the Decker. Nothing but sports and crap. Uh, welcome back. All right. Uh, Gary Dudak from TMZ joining me, Tommy Gimler, uh, pretty much the only guy, uh, here at the daily upper decker. Frank Rhombus is MIA right now. Yeah. Where's he been? Emma, I have no idea. Huh. So now I, I legitimately had a kid, right? That's true. I can and, attest and to that. Yes. So like the, the, the article has been spotty, but I reached out to Frank and I'm like, Hey man, as, <laughs> as many articles as you can just throw them nothing. But wow. I thought he like knocked up a chick in Vietnam. Was he? Is that where he was at last? He was at yeah, yeah. Like he loves the Asians. He lives in San Francisco, <laughs> so he loves the Asians. And I, I think he knocked a chick up in Vietnam and couldn't get back out of the country. But thankfully, Rakesh has been around for for one post. One Always post. Good. We're trying to get him for this weekend as well. But great to have you back here, Gary Dudak. Thanks, a very buddy. special special Dudcast here on September twentieth, two thousand and eighteen. Print it. It is the first Cleveland Browns win. Since here, December here. of 2016, and I was with uh, Playa Del Rey's biggest Browns fan, uh, one Josh Clark, down at his place uh, in the jungle watching the game. And let me tell you, it, there was a lot of celebrating, a lot of like, oh my God, it's a fumble, pick up the ball. And it's a lot of like on edge, like you're almost watching each game as, like, as it's the Super Bowl. Exactly, yeah. And I'm sure that around Cleveland, especially if you're around one of those Bud Light coolers which i cannot <laughs> wait to see footage of this i'm sure it is it's it's around the internet right now i cannot wait i'm sure we'll do a post on it because i bet you it's pretty apocalyptic unless they have like some chick with huge yams like handing out each to one keep then the guys, piece yeah, yeah then guys yeah. be like okay i will take it I'm yeah but if it. they just like smashed the lock off or something then it was probably just all hell broke loose right well ripping. it was supposed to be like uh, remotely triggered that's right so it'd be like the yeah. minute they won it's almost like if you have one of those uh, those bud light cups have you seen mm-hmm, those mm-hmm. where you can you can set it to any team so, like, this year, especially if you have it set to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, like our good friend Beata, <laughs> it's, like, going off nonstop. So, it's supposed to be like that. where, like, if the Browns win, all of a sudden, boom, the cooler's open. But you have, light. Yeah, you have to think, you know, uh, especially anything that's, like, alcohol-related, it would just be so apocalyptic if they didn't have somebody around there. It's not like all the Browns fans would uh, say, like, hey, we've been waiting for this moment. Here's one for you. And Do- one for you, <laughs> and one for you. And there's, that, there's no way it was that peaceful. Do you think it's sadder that they were treated, their, you know, their big treat for their first win in 600 days or whatever was Bud Light, or the fact that there was somebody just dying to get that free Bud Light as soon as they won? You know what I mean? Like, what, which, which is sadder, that they get Bud Light or somebody was really craving it? I, I, I think I think that there's somebody who is really craving it. Yeah. I think it was actually a pretty neat gesture, <laughs> and it's a great marketing thing because oh, totally. I mean, everybody's yeah. talking about That's it. That's true. So it's definitely on on the on the side of Bud Light. Genius, yeah. Again, real yeah. men of genius. The people in the Bud Light office. That, real that's for sure. Man of genius. You, Mister Too Much Cologne wearing guy. <laughs> but th- yeah, th- that's a great move right there. But it's the yeah. people who were like. Who maybe found one of those coolers and were sitting around waiting, just waiting yeah. for it. Yep. 
Uh, this because this is a video. I, I'm I'm going to just play the audio, obviously, since we're on a dud. This cast, is the so. biggest uh, Browns fan that I know. In Correct. My life. Yeah. So it's it's the biggest Browns fan. Our friend and, Josh. And this is what it was like uh, following him around the video. He didn't want anybody uh, anybody taking video, but I'm going to send this to him in about like three weeks and say, "Remember this day when the Browns are 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 four <laughs> one and one." <laughs> This is what it sounds like when a real Browns fan watches his team win a first win their first game since December of 2016. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. The Cleveland Browns just won for the first time since December 2016. Huh? Get out How of does here. it feel? How does it feel? Get out of here, man. Let's turn it on. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I love you, buddy. Like enough. Like he didn't have anything to say. He didn't want to watch the final seconds yeah. take off. It was yeah. just like one of those moments. It'd be like, uh, I don't want to say that the Browns winning a regular season game would be like the Cubs winning the World Series because it's not even close. But for those Browns fans, it like, had it, to have felt similar. I mean, yes, to not win for an entire season and only win one game before that is just pure torture. And then to go through the first two weeks they did this year, just on top of everything, it's like total loss, loss for words moment there for JC. Just a little grunt that he gave out, That's right? The- <laughs> and, and it was, but it was so great to see. Like, I, it, you know, tonight it, it, it didn't even take like LeBron James leading the Cleveland Cavaliers to victory in seven games or yeah. like the Cleveland Indians winning the World Series or anything like that or at least getting to the World Series. The population boom is going to come from September 20th, <laughs> 2018 when the Cleveland Browns won their first regular season game in more than a year. I, I, I think it's an amazing uh, story. And more importantly for Browns fans going forward, they look good. The yeah. Jets defense, that is a good defense. Yeah. It really is. And the Browns D is solid too. I mean, they just made the Saints look pretty mediocre. Not that they're great so far, but and they big comeback against the Steelers. Like they looked like a pretty good team. And it, now it with really, Baker too. And it, and it's uh, this is a, a, a foreshadowing because we're going to come back to this that they really should have won that game yeah. against the Steelers. And I'm not even talking about Zane Gonzalez. I'm talking about how uh, there was the roughing uh, roughing That's the passer right. penalty on, on Miles, Miles Garrett. Garrett. Yep. That really, uh, instead of killing that drive, it prolonged it, which led to a I think touchdown. Connor got a touchdown like the next play after that, right? Yeah. So that we'll we'll revisit that. That's foreshadowing. Now, uh, okay. No longer are the Cleveland Browns the uh, the laughing stock of the NFL. That now falls upon the Buffalo Bills <laughs> as we get into our hot mess. The hot uh, mess. And nobody, uh, Gary, is a hotter mess right now than the Buffalo Bills, who are so bad that players are not only retiring. At halftime of their curb stompings, but they're also saying that there is nothing to do in Buffalo except each other. Let's uh, let's talk about the first one. Of course, we're talking about Vontae Davis retiring at halftime while getting crushed. And Impressive. Surprisingly, the defense kind of like rallied around them because it wasn't like the Chargers scored that many more points in the second half. Yeah. And they actually came back, and uh, I think the final score was like 31-20. Yeah. So they almost right. used it as a rallying cry, but Vontae Davis... Retiring at halftime, uh, and it's not because like, hey, I just picked off a a ball. I'm like, I have cancer. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it's 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 yeah. my shiny moment. It's not the John Crook thing. It like, wasn't I'm an going inspiration. Yeah, there was nothing inspirational about it or special or magical. He just uh, decided that he did not want to play for that team anymore, and I think he's spinning it now that he, you know, felt that he didn't belong on the field. But uh, I think being on the well, part of the Bills and being down whatever they were at halftime for the second straight week was part of it as well. I think uh, Antonio Cromartie 
Uh, right, that's his he, name. Anto- yeah, yeah. Antonio that has, like, 15 kids. I think he's probably been on a couple of those teams where he wanted to do it, but he was like, "Man, I gotta pay yeah. so much in child support <laughs> that I need to keep my fucking ass on the field." So I think he was in that situation before. What it, what it tells me is that Vontae Davis has more than enough money. Yeah, you would think so. He's always been a little bit of an odd duck too. So it's like he, he doesn't really seem to care what people think about him. So. You know, it's it's kind of a lot of every uh, American's dream to kind of just say fuck it and walk out mid job and you know flip the bird and say I don't give a shit about anything. He kind of did that, so you got to respect him for that a little bit. It's almost like you know against his against like Drew Rosenhaus's mm-hmm. advice mm-hmm. or something like that. He was saying, "Hey, give it to my shady boy," and he's like, "No, I'm going to put my money in Zappo or something." <laughs> you know, like he he yeah. said he like he had like the the yeah. alternate plan, and he's got enough money, and he just said like, you know what, it's not worth this shit. Totally, yeah, or. In six months, or not, not, not six months, but I, I guess like six weeks maybe, are we going to hear like, oh, man, I fucked up. Yeah. Like, the Patriots are going to pick him up. Like, right correct. <laughs> They're picking up all the Browns rejects yeah. right now. Josh Gordon, Corey Coleman are now on, oh on the squad. God. But it's going to be like, or is it going to be, like, I don't even know what he was making this year, but probably a couple million, right? Yeah, he's been, he's been one of the better corners for a long time, right? So right. he's gotten some decent money. Um, I have no idea what he's making this year, but... Yeah, it'd be interesting to see his next move. Like, are we going to see him like, you know, peddling products on a late night infomercial or something? That's his next move, and not necessarily a good one. Or is he going to come back? Yeah, because, well, at two thirty in the morning, be like, "Hi, I'm Vontae Davis," <laughs> and everyone else at home's going to be like, "Who?" <laughs> Click the channel or uh, flip the channel. But uh, or is it going to be like, let's say he was even making like somewhere like something Let me see low? If I can find it real quick. Yeah, of what he was making. Let's say he's making like five million dollars this year. If you spread that across sixteen games, yeah, that's that's what. He, I don't know, 500K a game or something like that? Five, well, 500K a, a game less, over, over that, yeah. that'd be like 10 games. 10 so games. you're looking more like probably like 300,000, a little more than like 300,000 a game. When those checks don't come in anymore yeah. over the next four weeks, it's going to be like, oh, man, I fucked up. Or what if Josh Allen all of a sudden gets like hotter than hell and the bills are like four and two? <laughs> and he's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I shouldn't. I, I really fucked up, man. So this says that the bills saved $2.8 million by his retirement. Or sorry, $2.2 million. So um, maybe he really wasn't making that much. Well, I mean, that's to me, that's, yeah, that's not enough a, that's of a life. That I, I won't make that in my life. But <laughs> Yeah, he was making a 2.25 base salary, and he had some bonuses, it looks like. So um, I'll tell you what. We're gonna we're gonna give you two point two million dollars, but if you promise not to quit at halftime during a loss, you will get an extra three million dollars <laughs> in incentive money. And he's like, "No, nah, fuck it, fuck not it, I'm worth done. it." I mean, he he was pretty adamant that he didn't belong on the field anymore. And if that's true, he had like an epiphany or something. Then you know, good for him. But like you said, I won't see that money in the next uh, I don't know fifty, sixty years, maybe maybe more than that. So. Right. So either he's absolutely <laughs> set or in about like 4 weeks he's going to be begging cuz I've seen it in my field like when I go out and and these marketing agencies hire me to MC or host for them, like I've seen uh, what they what they try to do is they try to create like this family culture and then yeah. people are like oh, I'm working too many hours and I don't have enough money, but they get excellent perks like a a cottage in Dewey Beach, oh, Delaware okay. or something okay. like yeah. with that they yeah. have access to, right? So they can go out there. So all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, I'm going to go into like a different sector." And two, they're they're there for like I shit you not two weeks three weeks and they like call back and they're like hey Fuck fucked it. up can I come back <laughs> yeah. and they're like no you fucking yeah. left us like there's there's no coming back but when I looked at this I was like I got it like you're Vontae Davis you've been in the league for a while mm-hmm. you play for some good teams you play for some bad teams and he's probably looking right now like I've never played for a worse team yeah and I don't need this shit um what I what I was thinking what came to my mind when I when I heard this was. 
what would this like equate to in a real job? Hmm. Like, let's say you're you're in an agency, like an ad agency, and you're pitching to like the the uh, the people over at I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> and you're halfway through the pitch, and you're on like slide six, and you're like, you just kind of have an epiphany, and you're like. Fuck it. I really do want to hike the Appalachian Trail. And you just walk out and, you know, the, the cameras follow you yeah. and you just fucking go, like, uh, take your suit and tie yeah. off and everything like that. You just get your backpack out of your car and you just start hiking the trail. There you go. Yeah. You've had enough uh, explaining the difference between margarine and butter and, and why everyone needs to know. And you're like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? I didn't, I didn't belong in that, in that conference room for another minute. Needed to see the world. Right. Or, or the, the other thing, like, I'm trying to think, like, has there ever been, like, a moment in the movies where, where someone's done that? I, and I was thinking, like, Jerry well, Maguire. Jerry, Maguire, Jerry yeah, yeah. Maguire was one thing. But, but that was I, kind of to start his own thing, though. That'd be like Vontae Davis leaving to go start his own football league or something or a cornerback in, you know, in the <laughs> CFL or something. So. Yeah, that he leaves for, like, the yeah. new uprising of the yeah, XFL exactly. or something like that. Yeah, He's yeah. like, no, fuck it. I'm going to play in Canada. <laughs> Anything like that. I, 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 what, if I had to like find like a clip from the movies, it would be where uh, Chris Klein in American Pie was in the oh, middle yeah. of playing the, what, what are they playing? Lacrosse? Yes. yes Lacrosse. And, and all of a sudden he left and he's like, no. Yep. No, nah, I got to leave. I got to go <laughs> sing choir. <laughs> and it's like, it, it, I can imagine like uh, somebody on the bills, like, like Zay Jones, mm-hmm. like as Vontae Davis is leaving, like, Vontae? Fuck face <laughs> as he's like leaving. Like, hey, come on back, man. Like, yeah. what's going? You're not really leaving. Yeah, that that was so. I, I would say that it's like leaving mid pitch of a PR uh, a PR campaign or something like that. Yeah, that you that you've worked on for a really really long time too. Like that's been like your whole thing. Like, I gotta I gotta nail this pitch, and then halfway through, like, nah, nope, I'm not doing it. And you you realize like I don't even have butter in my fucking diet. <laughs> I'm use canola oil. I don't even use like butter on, on my products. So. Uh, as we move on here in the hot mess, I, th- I thought that it- it's it's crazy that I don't know if like any zero and two team or like any team that's this bad has gotten this much press in one week uh, for that one reason, and then all of a sudden a second reason where Jordan Matthews who's not even on the team anymore. Yeah, he went to, back to the Eagles, right? Back to the yeah. Eagles, which they're obviously the winners of that trade. Congratulations. Yep. <laughs> uh, he comes back, and and someone and the beat uh, the beat writers for the Eagles were asking. You know, tell me what it was like in Buffalo. And he said, in Buffalo, there's nothing to do except each other. And that's why he said he's, a, he's a, an expecting father. He's a, yep. new, he's a new father now because there's nothing to do in Buffalo except fuck each other. Yeah, which I think the Bills Mafia had pretty much already proven that there's nothing to do. <laughs> I mean, they try to bang at the games. So it's like go to the games, tailgate, maybe smash your friend through a table, and then try to, you know, Get it on. And but the, in the end, it all comes down to humping somebody on a Corolla. Exactly. Yes, exactly. So it does. I, I'm, yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty hilarious. And it was his wife, too, or his girlfriend, right? It wasn't, right. It wasn't oh, yeah. some random Buffalo chick that he met no, or something no, while it, he was or there. He, yeah, he didn't <laughs> hump Tom Brady's dildo on the, on the, on the two-yard line when it was thrown out there. Yeah. Nothing like that. I, but, I, but, you know, I, I, I say, nah, you know, Buffalo, that's a bad rap. I could say, like, in February in Buffalo. Yeah. There's nothing to do except hump each other I've never because been you there, can't so, get out. You yeah. can't get out. Like February in Buffalo is one of those cities where they're getting like 80 million yeah. inches of snow. Yep. <laughs> and it's like really where you look at each other and you might not even have your internet connection to like Netflix and chill. Like it is, oh my God. It is simply like, hey, go shower because you stink and I want to do this again. <laughs> and that, I think that's really all it is in Buffalo. But when I put this on the, the rundown, I was like, it can't be just Buffalo where a player would say, all there is to do is each other. Yeah. Well, I think there's been complaints like that 
about Cleveland too, right? Because didn't Jr. or was it maybe it wasn't Jr. Smith, but somebody was complaining how there was it was boring there. I, I can't trust anybody who can't can't like differentiate between one number. <laughs> I, I can't try. Jr. Smith is not going to uh, you know influence my travel tendencies. True, ever true, yeah. But the fact that he's been there and stayed out of trouble for so long is kind of a testament to maybe there's nothing to do there. So he, or the cops, yeah, that's good a, people. It's a good point. It's a good point. Uh, so what other cities do you have on your list? I was thinking more like uh, our good friend Josh Clark, the Browns fan. Congratulations tonight on that victory. I was thinking Erie is the same way. Like when you look at those those cities on like Lake Erie and yeah. Lake Ontario that get that lake effect snow, it, it it really is like that in the winter. Yeah, but I think you have to move out to move out west where like, you can actually to, do something with the snow or whatever. Like if if you're in a cold like Denver or something like that. Or no, no. Well, I would say in Denver, there's so much to do that it's like there's there's plenty to do other than each other yeah well, i'm, I'm thinking more winter. like albuquerque new mexico oh, God. where you're like just sitting here like i get it one time like along route 66 this is one hell of a stop <laughs> but right now there's nothing to do here except each other yeah you know there's no well, professional sports teams and math yeah. yes i'm sorry so yeah maybe we'll take albuquerque off the list <laughs> so I, maybe maybe you're on to something there mm-hmm. that there are like in buffalo maybe uh jordan matthews was wrong in that, no, there's you do each other and meth. Yeah, there's always meth, I think. But Albuquerque is probably a little bit more known for that. So I'm not sure what Buffalo is. Yeah, I think if you look at like any of Maybe these. Maybe Hillbilly Crack or something. <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo. Jankum. <laughs> Buffalo is an absolute Jankum city. Totally. <laughs> but, but I think you can look at like any of those cities. When you go out west, um, like, you know, Flagstaff seems like a really good city. For a mm-hmm. couple of miles, and then you're kind of like, holy shit. That's it, yeah. Uh, Barstow would be one of those cities where, like, there's nothing to do here except in and out Like, how did you guys get an in and out burger? Uh, yeah. Baker, California. Yeah, there's yeah. there's there's so many of those towns. But I, I think if you if you strictly put it to where, like, obviously Albuquerque has zero sports teams, uh, well, yeah. professional well, let's sports take it, teams. Let's take it to a sports town that, that you're near and dear to your Houston. heart. Houston. No, no, no. Green Bay. Is there a lot to do in Green Bay? I, I don't. I don't know. I've never. Really if you go up to like Door County, uh-huh. Door County's awesome. Okay. Uh, okay. Supposedly in the summer, I have yet to be there. Interesting. And they have like even like the Lake Michigan Circle yeah. where you can travel. I think there's plenty of good hikes, plenty of good like fishing. But good. I, would, I would think during the winter it's similar to Buffalo though, just tundra and 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 maybe not tundra. I know it's the frozen tundra, but I yeah, mean, like, fantasy football probably keeps yeah, you going yeah, a little yeah. bit. Just, just yeah. football basically. Yeah. And at least they're good, so the bills are not good. So then it is just doing each other. Right. I mean, and I think when you see like pictures or videos of like when Packer games are, mm-hmm. are like going on and no one's out, like yeah. it's just because they're, yeah. they're, there's the Packers and then nobody else. Yeah, true. So that's one. But I would say like just overall year round Houston. Houston is one of those cities where there's nothing to do except yourself. It's either too hot. That's actually a really muggy. good point. Because I had a really close friend who moved there. Uh, a few years ago, this wife by choice by choice uh, for work. Yeah, yeah. It was a, he took a job, and they were so bored and miserable that they moved back to New York within six months. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, I'm not sure what the how if the New York was just too drastic of a change, but uh, yeah, they went from big city to Houston, which is a huge city, and were just so bored to death that they moved back. There just really there really is nothing. It's a lot of road. Yeah. It's a lot of just like strip malls. Mm-hmm. And a lot of just like nothing. Uh, well, I, I, there's a lot of fat people. So it's like if you are absolutely into like fat, like just people who just cannot like stop at, at one round of the brisket, one round of the barbecue, like then Houston is, yeah. is, is your place. You know, you know what I'm noticing more and more as I get older? There's a lot of fat people everywhere. That's, I'll, I'll say that. Maybe not so much in L.A., but 
go home to Chicago. You'll see a lot of fatties when I, when I do that. Yeah, it keeps it keeps us good out here in L.A. Indeed, indeed. Uh, moving on here in the hot mess. Uh, biggest surprise of the NFL season so uh, so far in your mind? Uh, it's got to be Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic, Blood Sugar, Fitzmagic, uh, Connor McGregor, basically walking exactly, out. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the clear the clear answer, right? That they're uh, just throwing bombs. What did he? Ha- he's had four touchdowns of over 50 yards or something like that. I know he had 275. Deshaun Jackson all of a sudden it's, faster than, than all hell, yeah. Yeah, that, that's crazy. I, that's got to be the biggest surprise so far. I think they were supposed to be uh, you know, they were supposed to be a shit team and Dirk Cutter was on the chopping block immediately and now it's like, whoa, let's, uh, let's cool our jets on that and uh, Jameis Winston maybe should never start again for this team. Possibly. I, I would I would say uh, th- one of the biggest surprises on the other end of the spectrum is, is uh, Houston. Yeah. The yeah. Houston Texans to where like all right they lose to New England in New England like you get like that six or seven yeah and then all yeah it was like twenty seven yeah. twenty or something at that point you're like all right but then all of a sudden they get uh, Tennessee and they lose to Tennessee as well uh, Blaine Gabbert led Tennessee mm-hmm. there was a I, I bet on the Texans in that game unfortunately and uh, the fake punt right off the bat I think they were down seven zero and then they were down fourteen zero and I think that Bill O'Brien is an underrated bad coach. Like I don't, I, I don't think he gets enough enough praise for how terrible he is. Uh, there's just every game I feel like he does something just completely boneheaded or stupid or just doesn't manage his players as, as well as he should. To where he's like a quarterback guru, possibly where he can like coach up these ama- these these like subpar guys to be great quarterbacks, but when it comes to actually managing a game, yeah. not so much. I think there was a play in that Patriots game where like. Somebody in the Patriots clearly didn't catch the ball, and it was a huge play. And all he had to do was throw the challenge flag, and he just didn't do it. And I was like, what the hell? Like Everyone was like, what the hell are you doing? And I, I feel like he does at least two plays like that a week. That's Can't be crazy. worse than a guy in Green Bay. I, I would say that the other uh, the other biggest surprise would be, and I, I know it's only two games into the season, but the Patriots are trailing the 2-0 Miami Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, that's a little bit of a surprise. That's true. Yeah. Uh, now, again, the Dolphins had the Titans. And then the Jets. And then they had the Jets. Yeah. But still, they're winning those games, and those aren't necessarily games that they would have won in the past. Ryan but, Tannehill is completing mm-hmm. 70-something percent of his passes yep. because he's got the quarterback, the real quarterback whisperer, uh, That's your right. former Gase. boy, yeah. Adam Gase, yeah. and uh, and Kenny and Drake looks really good, uh, and they just they seem to be like defensively sound. Again, they got the Jets who lost to Cleveland yeah. tonight, uh, and they've gotten the Titans. So I mean, obviously, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they do when they have a real like tough stretch of their schedule because I feel like they they can start two or three and one every se- every season and then lose like four or five in a row midseason. But you know, Tannehill under the radar this year maybe a little bit so. Um, and then obviously, you know, personal bias, Khalil Mack has been a very, very nice, uh, real nice surprise there, there, Clark. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that was a real treat to start the season to get him and just to have such a monster game as a Bears fan, even though he lost in that heartbreaker first game. But, but I would, no, I would say that the Bears are, are uh, a great surprise. And even as like a Packers fan, like it's great to see the Bears... <clears throat> competitive. Yeah. Like when the Bears yeah. when the Packers won the Super Bowl last and they beat the Bears in the NFC in the, Championship yep. to get there plus in the regular season to, to get into the to playoffs. Get into playoffs. Yeah, yeah. That, that hurt. Yeah. <clears throat> and it was like, all right, at that point the Bears were obviously good. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's good for the rivalry. I think it's good for football at that point and and Khalil Mack is obviously Beast. I mean, John Gruden Beast. 
<laughs> Gruden, <laughs> you know, it's hard to find uh, good pass rushers, he said. To, yeah. uh, <laughs> Where he was like, oh, we'll take a look at it. Yeah, we'll take yeah. a look at it and see why we couldn't get a good rush on the quarterback. And and when you listen to Raiders fans already, and, and I, suppose, I guess this is just like where we're at in 2018, where everybody is just jumping the gun. So two games in, when they hired John Gruden and gave him like the 10-year, $100 million yep. contract, they were like, Chucky's back. We're getting a couple of Super Bowls all as well. And now two games in, they're like, we can't afford anybody. We gave all of our money to John Gruden. And they're already like just bent out of shape. It's like easy. It's two games. Yeah. And it's- they should have easily won the second game or could have easily won the second game. So, Correct. Yeah. All right, so you're saying your biggest surprise so far this season is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. I'd say the Cincinnati Bengals at 2-0 and are also a surprise, even though I for did sure. take them for sure. uh, to uh, finish with more than uh, six and a half wins, I believe. And I'm yeah. saying the Dolphins uh, on one end, the Texans on the other. Any more disappointing teams or you're like, I mean, the funniest one is the Steelers, obviously, just with the, all the drama they've had to start the season. Um, I mean, Le'Veon Bell is losing what eight hundred thousand a game, but he seems like he's just absolutely loving it <laughs> on the Do side. Do we know who his agent is? I, I think it's uh, is it no? It's not Rosenhaus. I don't think it can be. But I would love to talk to this guy who and just say, it? "Show me your financials." Yeah, because if you are, let's say you're a, a team that even needs a running back, how much money are you going to give this guy? Yeah, because if he's looking for like guaranteed money, and then doesn't show up, yeah. <laughs> It's it's baffling the whole thing and it's hilarious to me because then now you got Antonio Brown getting pissed on top of it and then did you hear the Roethlisberger news today? I'm not no, sure. No, what you happened? Did. They raped some chicken Tahoe? Well, Stormy yeah, Daniels. But yes. Is that, okay. Did you hear about that? No. The, tell me about it. Let's go. Any anytime we can incorporate a porn oh, star into man. the Daily Upper Decker podcast, so, uh, I'm sure it's ratings. So uh, excerpts from Stormy's book have been leaking out all week. Obviously, Trump's mushroom toad penis or whatever. And then today it came out that. Uh, Roethlisberger that same weekend I think that he that she was with Trump walked her back to her hotel and she said she was terrified of him and that he forced a kiss or tried to force a kiss and then she'd slipped into her hotel room shut the door and he was pounding on the door for a while before he finally left like that's a uh, and it was in Lake Tahoe two years before he allegedly uh, raped the other chick in Tahoe in Tahoe in Tahoe so it's like if you see Ben Roethlisberger in Tahoe <laughs> It's just fucking just foaming at the mouth coming at you. <laughs> what would that what would that be like? It would be like seeing um uh God, who was that? Cedric Benson in Austin, Texas. Remember how much <laughs> yes. trouble he would get in Austin, Texas? It's like, yeah, do not do not hang with Cedric Benson when he's in Austin. Do not hang with Ben oh, Roethlisberger when goodness. he's in Tahoe. Yeah. If you are in Tahoe, here's a here's a, a safety tip for all of our dud listeners out there, especially if you're female. If you see Ben Roethlisberger in Lake Tahoe, <laughs> get back on that shuttle to Reno and stay at Circus Circus. It's gonna be Safer, even if you're in the back alley at the Circus Circus yeah. in Reno, it's going to be safer than hanging out with Ben Roethlisberger. You know, just to be safe, if you see Roethlisberger in any bar, maybe just head out and go somewhere else as soon as possible. How soon after that? I, I always feel like you know these quarterbacks and these any celebrities. The minute like all these rumors like uh, come to the surface, right? Or or should I yeah, just yeah. say anytime these rumors surface, yeah, they quickly like get married. Yeah, that's true. Or like yeah. start dating someone. So like uh, with Roth- with Roethlisberger, he was like uh, accused of raping not one but two chicks. Yep. 
uh, and all of a sudden it was like, I'm dating someone and I'm married. Yeah. So it kind of like. Did he go to like sex therapy or something too? Or was that like a. That would have been Steve Phillips, the old Man, GM right. of the. Uh, or Tiger Woods or. Yeah. Perhaps it was just a South Park joke too. I'm not sure. But either either way. <laughs> either way, I could see it being feasible. <laughs> the it, it seems like all of a sudden he was like married within like two yeah. years. Yep. Where he just yep. found like some old like college sweetheart and said, let's do this. I'm going to pay you uh, X amount of dollars. Yeah. Where Aaron Rodgers, like when he was like, uh, like the, ru- <laughs> the rumors were that he was gay. All of a sudden, it was like I'm dating Olivia Munn. Yep. Huh? How gay is that? (laughs) And that was before I knew what the term beard meant, but I found out pretty quickly after that. She didn't. He didn't even date the right Olivia. He could have dated Olivia Wilde. (laughs) At that point, we'd have been like, Ah, yes. All right, now he's not gay, but Olivia Munn manly at times. (laughs) And then he moves on from Olivia Munn to Danica Patrick manly at times. And it's like, Ah, God. Maybe maybe that's just his type, you know? Right. The ones with the the penis. It just it could be, but it just seems like whenever that happens, it's just kind of like no, and I think yeah. that's always like a PR person's move. Like it's find a be. girl, date her, marry her, it'll subside. Yeah. Oh, he's a good dude. A yeah. rapist would never get married to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, oldest trick in the book. Politicians do it too. Bring up their family and talk about how they they love their wives and stuff after all that surface. Oh right, so, yeah. 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 Now yeah. I've seen the Will Ferrell Zach Galifianakis movie. Exactly. There you go. Well, let's talk about a real sport, shall we? That mm. uh, nobody's watching. Uh, in case you haven't noticed, and judging by <laughs> attendance, you haven't. The Major League Baseball regular season is still happening, and with most teams uh, down to just somewhere between nine to eleven games left, the postseason is starting to shape up. So, here's what I what I ask you. Granted, you haven't been watching because the White Sox. A lot of young talent. I think, the angle kit looks good. I uh, think they've been out of the uh, out of the hunt since about May fifth. I think they were eliminated <laughs> on Memorial Day. Yeah, which is why they created such an amazing ticket price: twenty two bucks for two beers and a bleacher seat. It's fantastic. Yeah, tough to beat that. Yeah, in Chicago. I haven't been there in a long time though. So I haven't if you go out to any of those bars, some of the oldest bars in Chicago are right around uh, Guaranteed Raid Field, mm-hmm. and a beer there is probably eight bucks. So if you have two there, it's sixteen bucks. That means for six bucks more, you go into the stadium. It's a good deal. Just just around the corner. Uh, so I'm going to ask you right now. Give me one team from each league. If you're betting your future yep, daughter's yep. piggy bank, I've got 50 cents in Jolene's piggy bank right now. If I want to double that up to a dollar, give me one All team right. in the AL, one team in the NL that I should throw it on. In the uh, in the AL, I would throw it on the Strohs just because I think they got the pedigree and the pitching. And the Red Sox are the best team right now record wise correct but i think that sale and uh and david price fall apart if i had to, if i'm a betting man i'm rooting for the red sox be, just because of my wife just for fun because we're having a baby soon we're gonna be watching the playoffs and that'll be nice but i think I it's think amazing I, how a, a future kid or a kid like changes your totally your thing it, it that's why like I'm, I'm very like stoked that kate like already enjoys like the packers or mm-hmm, doesn't give a mm-hmm. shit about baseball or, or sports in general because otherwise it'd be like you know if if she's having a bad day it'd be like all right we'll watch the Vikings game today like if she was from Minnesota instead <laughs> yeah. of Green Bay or whatever yeah. that you'd have to like watch the Vikings game like okay babe even though the Packers really need this game <laughs> against the Redskins we'll watch the Vikings host the Bills week three seventeen we'll do it your favorites way. We'll yeah do it. We'll, we'll we'll watch it that's fine yeah so I would take the Strohs even though I'll be rooting for the Red Sox uh, on behalf of my wife and in the NL. Man, that's tough. I would probably just is just on a whim, and they're hot right now. I would go with the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. I would, I'd bet on Dodgers versus uh, versus Strohs. 
you know, they always say that the, the, the postseason comes down to pitching. Mm-hmm. And here's one thing I've noticed. Clayton Kershaw, when he wasn't on the DL, was the best regular season pitcher damn near of all time. Yeah. But he would throw 200 and some innings. He would throw like complete game gems, mm-hmm. like two hit gems. He'd get to the postseason and he'd get lit up yep. like a motherfucker. Can a motherfucker get lit up? I think so. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's what motherfuckers. I need do. to see like some kind of like Comedy Central cartoon of how a motherfucker <laughs> can get lit up. But he would get lit up like nobody's business yeah. because he had nothing left in the tank. And that's been Chris Sale's story the entire time. Mm-hmm. Now go the last two or three years, and how many times has Clayton Kershaw appeared on the DL in the regular season? Oh, he's got back tightness. Give him some uh, time off. Chris Sale's got some shoulder tightness. Well, let's save that arm yeah. for the postseason. You think it's That's calculated? What, oh, yeah, big totally. time. Yeah. Big time. I think that you could like put a uh, Xander Bogarts is struggling. You're like, ah, throw him on the DL. Uh, and I don't even think they're even trying anymore. They're like, mm-hmm. ah, put down yeast infection. <laughs> uh, he's got a yeast infection. It's short. Let's put him on. <laughs> and it really is when you watch this. Uh, you could go back, and I, I don't even have the, the time or inclination to do it right now, but go back over the last two years, look at Clayton Kershaw's yeah. numbers I'd in the that. postseason compared to like the two years prior to that or three when years, last three years, yeah. to when he didn't end up on the DL. And it's crazy, huh. the difference, because he's got something left in the tank. Yeah. Uh, well, that bodes well for my pick, right? Because he was—he did take some time off this year. On the again, team. yeah, yep. exactly. Again, yeah. so both Kershaw—that—that that, that's great—and Sale. I think in the American League, I think it really is as easy as just saying the Red Sox are going to make it. However, the one pick that I want to talk about is no one at this point. They're saying, "Oh, they just played in an easy division." Okay, they have a complete team as well that I think can rival. The Red Sox. Cleveland's I think year. the Yankees are fucked. They're done. Don't yeah. even don't, yeah, don't yeah. bet on the Yankees. They're they're done. Not yeah. their year. And and I honestly think that the Astros. They. It just seems that these teams had the World Series hangover. You think they they used up their juice? They did. Yeah. I I, I really think they did. This uh, this Ozuna thing. Yeah. Is. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. So you're you're going with Indians then. So I would say yeah. that it's it's between the Red Sox or the Indians. Okay. Because okay. no one is talking about the tribe, and they still have like that amazing pitching. That's a good point. Andrew Miller has been on the DL almost the entire year, so he's fresh as as shit. Is he back now? He's fresh as like my puppy <laughs> Benny shit after I give him a bone. If you give this dog a bone, a rawhide bone, and take him out to shit thirty minutes later. That's as fresh as Andrew Miller is right wow. now. Wow, that's like a coffee shit for him, right? Just give him a rawhide bone; it just gets it right out. I don't. I don't. I've never shit like that when it's coffee. <laughs> this is more like, hey man, he will shit you out. What as something that oh, will turn see, into I a see. rope? Okay, all right. In thirty seconds, if you let it sit and just like get sun dried <laughs> in it. Uh, so I would say either the tribe. Okay. I think it's going to come down to the Cleveland or the Red Sox, unless of course they play each other. Yeah. Then okay. Then it'll be the Astros will face them in the. Right. AL, so I, I would AL, say I, I asked you for one team. I would say that'd be the two teams. Okay. In the National League, I I just I cannot see any other team right now than the Cubs. Yeah. That's. I mean, that was my first inkling is to pick the Cubs, but I think the Dodgers are hot right now. I think they can ride it in because as opposed to being hot way too early last year or the year before and and fizzling out, but. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, Brewers a fans at power. a lot of Brewers fans at home. Like I, I get the Brewers. Like th- this Christian Yelich kid mm-hmm. is unbelievable. But when you look at it, when it gets to a wild card game, yeah. If we face, let's say we face uh, the Dodgers, 
right? It'd be them or the, the Rockies, right? Right. If the, yeah. the Dodgers are, are now leading the West, yeah. and they're probably going to lead the, the West for the next yeah. 10 games. So let's say they face the Rockies. They have a shot probably over the Rockies, but then once it gets to it, it's like, here's John Lester against Chasin. <laughs> and here's Cole Hamels, who all of a sudden returned to his 2008 yeah. form to against Junior Guerra, <laughs> and and just it's it's not yeah. it's not there. I, if they do it, it's it's great. I'm I do like love this uh, rivalry though between the Brewers and Cubs that's come out of nowhere, quote unquote rivalry because of Cole Hamels. Yeah, exactly. I'll show you a picture yeah. of Cole Hamels wearing a, a Brewers hat from 2010. Oh no shit! Oh yeah, went out in Milwaukee wearing a Brewers hat. Huh, interesting. I, I wanted to post it. My buddy Lee Gook sent it to me from uh, from Milwaukee. He's like, you you got to run this. And he yeah, sent it to well, me on the day my daughter was born. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you write that up? Why why was he wearing a Brewers hat? In 2010, he was just going out in Milwaukee. And oh, he, he was just he out and about. Yeah, okay, and about. gotcha, gotcha. And then he he, he like threw Brewers uh, fans under the bus. But uh, <laughs> I had the the choice: do I write the story or do I watch my daughter be born? Yeah, you could, you could have taken a break and written in the in the hospital's lobby or waiting when the waiting nurse room. is like, "Hey, hold her leg," and I'm like, "I can't." Hot right now. Cole Hamels wearing gotta a get this Brewers up. hat. Gotta get this up. Wearing a Brewers hat. Yeah. Gotta do it. All right. So that was that was just kind of like a, a little bit of fodder, mm-hmm. like let us let like to make us sound legit. <laughs> now these are the awards that we're known for right here at the Daily Upper Decker. Find us on dailyupperdecker.com at Facebook on Twitter at Daily Upper Deck, and uh, I, I think we're still doing the Vine, but nobody's publishing them. So yeah, I've still been revining. Uh, I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying yeah. to get them, trying to get, <laughs> trying to get the minds up there. All right, here we go. Name your picks for these awards, Gary. The I can't believe you're still in the game after beating the shit out of a woman award. Oh my goodness. Um, not the stuff with my domestic violence. See, I, well, I think I think that the the like obvious choice, yeah, is Roberto Asuna. Okay, okay. What about Chapman? Well, I Chapman. knew he was in the lead, though. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, but Asuna's the one who, like, pleaded guilty. Yeah. But, you know, he'll say that, like, I pleaded guilty to just get it out of the court system. Yeah. Like, yeah, I pleaded guilty to a lesser charge, so I didn't have to go through the whole the whole thing or whatever. My take is that if I'm completely innocent and I've got the money of Roberto Asuna, yeah. I take this the whole <laughs> way. And I say, you prove that I that I did it. Uh my my under the radar pick here is Jose Reyes. I was just gonna say Jose Reyes. He's still in the Mets, right? Because he's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen his numbers? Yeah, I haven't. But... I want you uh, without looking. I'm gonna bring them up on the screen. You tell me, Jose Reyes, who beat the shit out mm-hmm. of his chicken Hawaii. Yep, yep. And then uh, this is when he was with Colorado. Yeah. And then eventually the Mets God. are still like, we'll take him. <laughs> I think He's a Mets legend. Toronto to Colorado, yeah, yeah. back to the Mets. You're like, we'll take him. A I want Met. you to tell me what you think he's hitting right now. Uh, I would hope he's hitting in the 220s to justify batting anywhere in that lineup. But I'm assuming it's probably worse than that. 195. <laughs> batting 195 a- for the New York Mets this year. <laughs> Four home runs, five stolen bases, sixteen ribbies. How many games? A two sixty-seven on-base percentage. Uh, pure garbage. 
So they were they were saying that, that they were keeping him on as like a mentor to uh, Rosario, okay, like the, okay. you know, yeah. the, the kid in the, the coming up. What but kind it was of just, mentor has the background that he does? You know, correct. <laughs> it's fucking insane. So again, maybe this guy has some pictures of Sandy Alderson, mm-hmm. the, the GM. Like uh, that, there's got to be something. It's the whole like Jason Garrett and Jerry Jones syndrome in in uh, in mm-hmm, Dallas, mm-hmm. where like Jose Reyes, like there's I, it, Roberto Asuna. There's people going into the uh, the Minute Maid Park holding signs saying, uh, if you're getting domestically abused, call this hotline while he's pitching. You know, They're holding this sign. So I, I think that, oh, that's the God. most obvious. But Jose Reyes, under the radar, what he's still doing on a major league, major league squad, I have no idea. That's baffling. Uh, the second not-so-typical MLB award, the Enjoy the Fanfare Now because a positive test for PEDs is right around the corner <laughs> award. We could call this the Melky Cabrera or Ryan Braun Award. <laughs> what is uh, what is on uh, the front of your mind? Uh, I mean, Cano pops to the to the front of my mind, but the Mariners kind of fizzled out, right? So, but he's due any time for to pop a dent on that again. Well, yeah. no, sorry. So Cano already got popped. I'm talking about like guys oh, where you oh, look at oh, like their due. numbers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got. You. I'm well, talking. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'll go Nick Marcakis then, right off the top of my head. He's having a pretty good year out of nowhere, right? Out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so. I think I think that the new uh, the SunTrust Park down in Atlanta is pretty hitter friendly. Okay, okay. Which would which would make that. Um, so, but I, from what I've heard about him, he's just like had this resurgence this year on the Braves, and it's like, why am I hearing Nick Markakis's name again? It's a little, it's a little Brett Boone territory for me. And no, I, I agree, feel, yeah. and I feel like that you can enjoy the ride for him, and then he'll probably get popped soon. I think it's a good one. Here's mine, Matt Carpenter. Oh yeah, yeah. And so who's Matt also Carpenter. in the MVP hunt, right? Does, isn't he having like MVP numbers? Well, well, because in April and May, Matt Carpenter, like. If, if he was Ike Turner, couldn't hit Tina. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't. It, it was crazy, like how bad he was. But there were a couple of players, like Paul Goldschmidt was was really struggling. Now mm-hmm. he's up uh, and he's done great. But Matt Carpenter, it's not the the fact that he's up to two sixty three, right? Yeah. It's the fact that since June, he's like his numbers have gone up to thirty five home runs. Wow! Wow! So. Maybe if it's really not hated- Matt Carpenter, who do you think is leading the NL in home runs? Somebody in the Rockies? Matt Carpenter oh, no shit. is leading the <laughs> National League in home runs after having two months of bullshit baseball. Yeah, yeah. So if you're asking me, Matt Carpenter... Maybe uh, you maybe, better take your fucking uh, your your hiders. Maybe Matheny was keeping a close eye on him, and then once he was out of town, it was time to juice up. You know, <laughs> it was like, all right, here we go. Matheny was was pulling out a double ju- paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> Bless you, thank you. That's a that's a possible story. Possible story. Yeah. We'll we'll get our intern Rakesh on it. So that would be my take right there. I would say like Matt Carbon the Fred, yeah. bad as he was, that all of a sudden out of nowhere that's uh, a that. Because you got to figure he hit. I, I, I'm actually I'm going to bring it up just so we sound like intelligent here. I'm yeah. going to say game log, uh, or I should say splits. If I look on uh, the four letter site, which actually isn't bad if you just want real numbers. <laughs> so in April, did. in April he hit uh, 145. Mm. So before May, in March and April he hit two home runs and then in may he hit five home runs so he had seven home runs Holy shit. before the calendar hit june. june yeah yeah so that means in june july and august he's hit 27 wow. home runs 
Yeah, that's uh, that's quite the turnaround for old Matt. Yeah, especially for somebody who doesn't wear batting gloves. Come on. Do you want Eventually, hear- you're going to get calluses. Eventually, <laughs> it'd be like the the vice versa. There. Do you want to? You know, I I I I hear you on this, but I also I have a little bit of a a bias because do you know I'm in a gambling pool with Matt Carpenter? Talk to me about it. I'm, uh, a, I'm in all a, of a sudden uh, we like him. Yeah, I'm in a pick'em pool that I got into a couple years ago with my NFL? buddy. NFL, uh, NFL, NFL oh. pick'em. It's pick five a week, kind of like the super contest. And uh, I got in it through my buddy and his brother-in-law is friends with the Cardinals trainer, and okay. he runs it. So it's got a bunch of players like Colton Wong and. Uh, is he one? still in the league? I think so. Okay, um, hang on. Let me think of some other names. Uh, what's Tommy Fam, Bud Norris. Bud Norris, uh, former Cardinal and White Sox, AJ Przinsky is in the lead. Wow! Yeah, there's some big names in it, and I'll see Matt Carpenter's every once in a while when I'm going through the standings. So uh, I feel like AJ Przinsky, some guy we could get on the podcast here to just be Mister Negative. Yeah, like, I, I, we, yeah, we, totally. Yeah. He went zero and five last week on his picks, by the good. way. Good. Yeah, but he did pretty good the first week, I think. But so. did he fake it? Did he all of a sudden like you know turn around and just say <laughs> like, oh no, wait, I actually had the Bengals. <laughs> I had the Bengals. I, I had the Ravens. I know what you said. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. Uh, all right, last thing here in our MLB coverage, and, and before we end the podcast, uh, let's talk about there are a lot of great great players out there. Mm-hmm. Now, for me, it's Christian Yelich. Mm-hmm. We ran an article on the Daily Upper Decker earlier this week about how awesome Christian Yelich is. Yep. Now, you and I both have sisters. Mm-hmm. Name the one player who's at the top of the list of guys you would love to hear that gave her a nice jackhammering. So this is going to be... This is going to be a roller coaster here for me. Um, a couple weeks ago, it would have been uh, our my team's young fireball pitcher, Michael Kopech. Ah, yes. And uh, I would have given you that answer. And then the tragic news of his elbow injury. Turns out throwing 180 miles an hour isn't good for the yeah. arm. It's, it's nuts how it turns yeah, out. Yeah. So I'm going to go. I'm still going to go with him for more of an optimistic vote. Um because he started off so awesome. I mean, it was we had a little excitement going again on the south side when he was pitching, even though he had two rain delays, I think, in his first two starts. But, uh, you know, he was mowing them down, and he was looking good and uh, throwing in the high 90s and whatnot regularly, and then, uh, you know, elbow injury. But my sister, Michael Kopech. Michael Kopech. So you would you would uh, kind of stray away against a more reliable Jose Abreu because yeah, the yeah. AIDS rates in Cuba are just it, through the charts. Yeah, and this it, one. Yeah, you it, wouldn't want. There's that. probably some inherent racism there, but let's not talk about that. I would say yeah, Christian Yelich. <laughs> uh, all right, so so here you may not do another podcast right mm, from here on mm. out because when when are you due? Yeah, a, three and a half weeks. Uh, so probably not another one for you know several. Months, couple months, several months. Least, oh, yeah. I'm sure the NBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we can, can get you out of the, the NBA. NBA yeah, yeah. For whatever. So, it, what do you have any questions at this point? Now, I am 15 days into having a daughter. Do you have any questions for me um, as to what it takes to raise a daughter in Los Angeles, California? Uh, questions. My, 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 I think my biggest question, and maybe like my biggest concern, is that I'm going to do something horribly wrong changing a diaper like not necessarily like just the actual well, you change. don't wipe up it's, it's, see right right there i, well, I, you, I knew you're that, clean it but, out but then all of a sudden make sure that your last wipe is like you wipe down, down and, away and, and yeah, down yeah. and away okay that's good to know it's good to down know away. i mean you do whatever it does i mean a lot of times you're going to open it up and it's going to be like oh my god who the fuck just spilled like a <laughs> bottle of gray poupon into this diaper <laughs> It's it, and, but it's crazy but it is amazing like when you are changing somebody else's kid's diaper mm-hmm. Which I thanks to the the gambling guru Barry Murphy, mm-hmm. 
uh, I had plenty of practice on his on his kid, my godson Connor. But you look at you're just what, like, what's Jesus. plenty of practice? Like a few times, like twenty times, like five or six. Oh, okay, okay, it, it was good. Yeah, 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 just enough, uh, enough, enough. And and you just you look and you just get the job done. Yeah, and especially when it's your kid. Yeah, when your kid, you're just kind of like, I'm going in there. Yeah, and I'm getting it done because I don't want my daughter to have to like suffer. You know anything that a kid in Inglewood has to exactly. go through, or like some exactly. kid in Omaha, <laughs> they don't have time to wipe there. <laughs> but here's my advice for you: Do you have any questions about the delivery? No, not so much. I mean, we I took a childbirth preparation class. And, we all did, and they and they. But I think it's going to be a little bit different. My wife may not do a natural delivery, so it might be mm-hmm. a C-section. So I guess my. My question for that, or just in general, the delivery is like, how do you navigate around the room? You know what I mean? Like, do you just kind of wait for them to hand you the baby? Are you there to like to take it right away as soon as it's out of her body? Like, do you hold the yeah. hot baby? Why immediately? don't you do me a favor and get yourself another beer out right. of the fridge right there, real quick? <laughs> we'll uh, we'll end the podcast on this. Go ahead, get me right, one too. Right. I'll I'll, uh, I'll refrain okay. from from hitting the uh, the red wine here. I need a beer to to relive this. Thank you. So sit down and grab a hold of something tight. This is what happens. Lay it on me. In the room. Lay it on me. Now you go into the the room mm-hmm. and you have this notion of I'm gonna sit behind my wife over her shoulders. I'm gonna rub her shoulders, Got I'm gonna it. rub yep. her head, I'm gonna Fire get head. her through this. You're doing great. Now, what happens is at three forty five in the morning, the doctor isn't on site. Because she's living close by, she's on call. She's not going to get there until she's so so many centimeters dilated. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the nurse is going to say, "I've been through this before. We can do this. Go ahead and start pushing. We'll get the doctor on the line, and she'll be here in no time." So all of a sudden, it's like you're delirious because you've been there for 24 yep, hours. Yep. And they say, "Go ahead, Tommy, grab the leg." So I grab a leg, and <laughs> Naomi, the nurse, beautiful nurse at, at Cedars, grabs the leg, and she's like, now go ahead. Now what she's, she's going to tell you right away, she, they're going to say, look at it. Now, a C-section, they might not say, look at it. Mm-hmm. But if it's not a C-section, they're going to say, look at it. And sure enough, you look down there, and it's all ruined right away. Yeah. You look at it, and you look in, and you're like, I see the hair. That it's is a t- kid's head coming. Yep. Now, initially, you look, and it's jet black. Well, yeah, I mean, you're not jet black like yours yeah, yeah. a little bit, but it's it's looking He's, pretty Italian. Yeah, yeah. Like an Italian kid coming through, <laughs> and I'm like, this kid might not be mine. Uh, my, my biggest fear all along is I see this black hair, and I'm like, this kid might not be mine. But you hold the leg, and honestly, what it does at this point is you look at your wife, and you see her pushing. Mm-hmm. And it takes you to a point to where, like, let's say you were on the cusp of, like, looking at her and saying, like, you know what? I love this woman, I think. Like, we're married. We've had sex. Mm-hmm. We've, we live in the same place together. I've, like, walked into the bathroom after she's taken a dump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just kind of like, ah, you know what? I love this girl. Everything that's there. Now, when you see her pushing the way she does mm-hmm. and you see this thing starting to come out, there's a whole new respect mm-hmm. that you have mm-hmm. for this woman. And it's at that point where you realize you're either all in at this point, and it's not the marriage where you're all in. Yeah. It's when she pushes out a nine-pound, yeah. four-ounce kid out of her hoo-ha, <laughs> and you're saying, wow, this is crazy. Now, the kid is starting to come out. Now, I was under the impression that 
at a certain point, you would see like half the kid and the kid starts crying. Right. Mm -hmm. And here you see the head out and like she's crying, whatever. And you're like, oh, my God, they're slowly pulling this kid out. That's not the way it is. (laughs) They've got a doctor down there and the doctor finally arrives on the site. Right. And she's got her fingers in there and she's kind of like stretching stretching everything with her fingers and i'm like wow like you know the only damn thing is like my pee hole wouldn't be able to do that right yeah yeah so she's like pushing she's like oh you're doing great you're doing great and i'm like oh my christ what an unbelievable muscle (laughs) right you're like this is amazing this is so crazy so all of a sudden the kid's coming and it's kate's been pushing now she's been in labor technically for about 25 hours oh my god but it's because she was induced. Yeah. Now she's been pushing, which still, this is no small feat that she's been pushing for an hour and 45 minutes Good at this God. point. Now, this is where it gets crazy. The doctor looks and she says, I'll tell you what, you've got two good pushes left in you and the kid's coming out. And I'm like, great, because this can end any time. Let's get this kid out here. This is amazing. She then says, Katie, I want you to reach inside when we when we pull the kid. I want you to reach and pull your own kid out onto your oh, chest. And Katie's like, what? what? I can't do that. I can't do that. And they're like, no, like you want to do this. Apparently, the Kardashians wow. did this shit. Now, it's not saying that our doctor said, like watched Keeping Up with the Kardashians yeah. and said, I'm going to try this. Yeah. <laughs> but I fan. think it's because Kate was in the medical field and knew that Kate could handle wow. something like this. So Kate was like, no, I can't do this. And she's like, you're going to want to do this. So so literally fr- she's reaching forward over so, her belly. So she's getting pushing, ready. To, pushing, yeah, yeah, pushing. Yeah. And meanwhile, like I'm just sitting here like, what the fuck's going on? Like I'll, I'll take a bourbon <laughs> at any point. Yeah. Like I don't know what's going on. I call it blissful chaos. Because mm-hmm, you're mm-hmm. just kind of sitting here looking at your wife and you're like, holy shit, she's yeah. doing it. I can't believe you're doing this. It sounds this. like an acid trip. Like a real. Like, like it might have been. <laughs> like honestly, I don't even know if I, I, if I would have been on acid. <laughs> Like, I wonder if it would have brought you back down to, like, normalcy. Yeah. Like, it would have just been yeah. kind of like, holy shit, I can't do oh, this. Oh, dear Lord. So, as all of a sudden the kid's coming out, the kid's coming out. And, and what I mean by, like, two pushes is that she has two series of three pushes where she... Yeah. And it's just, like, it, it it's what your wife would look like after, like, I don't know, the like, six burritos. Six, like, <laughs> five-layer burritos at Taco Bell, like, at... And it's like she had to yeah. wake up at like 4 a.m. Couldn't yeah. wait to like the alarm going off at 6 a.m. So she's pushing like three times and then you take a break for like two or three minutes. And you push hard for three times. So the doctor says, hey, you have two more good series of pushes coming up. And then you're going to grab the kid and then boom on your chest. All of a sudden this kid comes out. And this kid is pulled halfway out. Kate reaches down, pulls the rest of wow. her out of herself, so was puts like, her up on oh her chest. God. Now, this isn't like the kid that I have in the yeah, room yeah. crying over here right now as we do this podcast. <laughs> this is a. This looks like a rubber doll. God. This is like a lifeless, like slimy little yeah. fucker. And now keep in mind that Kate's been in the medical field. I have not. I took the classes that you said yeah, you took. Yeah, yeah. You know, Kate's taken way more classes than that, and she's been in the the delivery room. Uh-huh. So she's got this lifeless, kind of like blue, like creature on her chest, and I'm just looking like, what the oh. fuck did I just watch? <laughs> I just saw my wife. 
pull a child. Oh. I think I think it's a child <laughs> out of her hump hole. I cannot believe that I just saw this because my whole take was I'm going to watch behind her shoulders yeah. and I'm not going to look down there. I'm just going to see a child on her chest and say it's great. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'll cut the cord. Yeah. But it's like I'm just watching. I'm looking left, looking right, like everything's <laughs> cool. And they hand me a scissors and like, Dad, you want to cut the cord? I'm like, okay. And it's like. It's not a snip. Yeah. Like, it's not like, and there it goes. It's, it's like a, one, two, okay. three. And the kid is screaming. You're like, fuck, man. Like, it's a fucking out of this world, man. It's the real deal. And you're and you're just cutting it. And all of a sudden, like, you, the, the nurse has grabbed this kid from you because it's really not a lie, yeah. basically. <laughs> yeah, they have to do and all thing. Sna- Yeah, they take him to an incubator. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, hitting him, like. From the side, like it's almost like a hockey, like one of those air hockey games yeah. back and forth. <laughs> yeah. And I'll see him looking. It's like, oh, yeah, that's a human being. Yeah, there And it a is. kid comes to life. And then they're like, hey, cut the cord again. Oh, it's two snaps. Because, yeah, then in the, it's oh, like the right. short yeah, thing. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. they shorten it off a little, little bit, bit yeah. more. And they're like, yeah. right, cut here. So you cut it. And at that point, you think, wow, that was, that was it. That like, was that's fucking crazy. insane. <laughs> that is crazy. But then. You turn around and you look at your wife and I shit you not. It's like someone shot four fucking rounds into her (laughs) and you turn around and it's like a fucking bloodbath. And that's the thing that they don't tell you in the, in the The classes, the the classes aftermath. You turn around and I'm looking for like the bullet holes through the window because it's like, where the fuck did this come from? There's too much blood for this to be like, Oh my Lord. Right. Yeah. Wow. So then there's that. You're just looking around, and they're like, hey, don't worry about it. They're like, that's good. We're, we're stitching her up. It's good. She had to get a couple stitches. It's great. Yeah. The kid was nine pounds, four yeah. ounces. Yeah. I get it. A big right? girl. I just wasn't expecting that much blood. Holy so shit. So then you turn around, and you look at her, and it's like, wow, this is great. This is great. And they bring the kid over to you, and they do skin to skin, mm-hmm. and you've got mm-hmm. her against you. And then all of a sudden, your wife turns around and says, hey, Tommy, turn around. Here's the placenta. Oh, yes, yes. That comes, what, 10 minutes after or so? or Pretty much. Yeah. It's, it, <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't even tell you the time yeah. that's involved in well, that. Well, you were delirious, so that made sense. <laughs> and the, do you know what the placenta looks like? I, I, have, uh, I have an idea. I have a general idea. You should have a, a better idea after <laughs> I tell you this. This is like somebody just plopped down a pound and a half ribeye boneless steak on special for ten ninety nine at Ralph's <laughs> and just it's uncooked and it's just kind of like sitting there. I was under the impression that the placenta was no bigger than this iPhone that I'm holding in oh, my no, hands right no. now. Yeah. This thing was I shit you not a steak. I didn't eat steak for two weeks <laughs> after I saw this thing because it was just kind of like, hey, here's the placenta. Yeah. And you look and it's like no one ever showed me a picture of that. Yeah. That is something you need to take a look I, at before I, I have you... an idea of that. Did you guys keep it, or what do they do with your placenta? Well, there are some people placenta. who eat the placenta. Later, yeah. There's actually a woman we've heard uh, that she was sued because she put it in her stew. Oh, my and God. Didn't, and served didn't it to a bunch of friends oh and didn't, like, didn't tell people that. I've heard there's pills as well you can turn it into. Right, so yeah. you can take this and yeah. grind it up in the pills, and yeah. it's uh, whatever. We did, yeah, we did yeah. not. Yeah. Supposedly, some people think that it's like very beneficial. Same thing with like cord blood. Exactly. You can, you, yeah. do, you can do whatever. Yeah. We didn't. We didn't do any of that stuff. We're just going to go the old natural, natural way. Yeah. But I'm telling you that I think out of the entire experiences, no one tells you that. Hey, not only do you birth a nine pound kid, but you also birth like a porterhouse <laughs> fucking steak. 
<laughs> that may or may not be eaten by people if you think about it. Oh, my God. And, and, and the bloodbath is like something that you need to be expecting because yeah. I guarantee in those slides, they may have showed you some, hey, this is yeah, a kid you, crowning. Yeah. You don't and see that. you're like, the... oh, that's gross. No, there's a lot of fucking blood. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, when you see your wife pull her own child out of her vagina, you're going to look at the world a little differently, yep. my friend. All right. Didn't and be prepared. to close things out, suddenly the Packers tying the Vikings at 29 apiece after a bullshit call by the NFL referees doesn't seem like such a big deal. There you go. The Daily of the Decker, nothing but sports and crap.